world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. I am your host, I am Fergus. I'm joined by a very impatient and, uh, you know, uh, curly-haired uh, Trev, uh, Gunnar Trev, and I'm also joined by Mem. And uh, after uh, a number of weeks, we got Scully Mike back. Uh, how are we doing, lads? Scully, how are you keeping, mate? I can't oh, find me on the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How thank are you? You. Yes. you good? You good? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Um, and Mem, it is I'm... a bit. Well, I, I was wondering why you had the hat on. I know you'd normally have one on in the hat, summer, but jumper, in the winter, radiator, <laughs> everything's on. It's bitter out there, mate. Yeah, it's bitter. It's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> oh, not quite. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Uh, Mem, how are you? Uh, we I'm were good, at Ferg. football uh, last week, and uh, Cole, you've got a pair of lungs on you, haven't you? Oh, I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't, didn't notice. Honestly, I didn't notice. That was just the norm. <laughs> and, and, I didn't notice. And what, I didn't how, notice. How did you good. enjoy the North Bank? Yeah. How did you enjoy it, the North Bank? It, it was a really good day out. I really enjoyed it. It was bitterly cold and a little bit wet, but yeah, it was a great day. Decent result as well. Um, not a bad, not a bad performance. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed the day out. Made a change for me, as you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And many more to come. Hopefully, I, I know yeah. work and 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 it, it doesn't it clashes and stuff. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get a few more in. Trevor, how are you, Trev? Hello, mate. Hello, lads. I'm 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 all right, thank you. I'm I'm shattered. I've just got back from the northwest, and in the morning, I'm off again to the northwest. But you know that's football and television for you, and we all do it. With us fans, we we still do. Listen, first of all, you're a podcast. This this isn't television. This is just a podcast, by the way. You're not famous. (laughs) What are you talking about? You said football and television. This is just a podcast. Football. Shut up. Mem, listen, mate, I'm sorry, I'm gutted I missed you at last weekend, mate. I was so whoa, looking whoa, forward whoa. to getting up. But it just came a bit too soon, mate, after that bloody no worries. virus. And, uh, he'll be having times. I'm sure, he'll be, so. I, I'm sure he'll be having times. I hope so. And Scunny, good to see you, mate. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I've just got to say yeah, good evening. Yeah, it's been a while, mate. I've got to say good evening to my beautiful grandchildren. They've put a comment up there. and So I've got to say good evening to them. Love you all. And that's it, uh, that's me done. I'm ready to go, Fergus. I'm ready to go admit, tonight. I'm not I happy. Admit, Trev, it, 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 it's a Sunday <laughs> evening at 6.30 here in the UK. Um, I went out today and I really fancied a roast dinner and a, a pub lunch. And I ended up going to the Horseshoes in Epping Forest. And this oh, turned wow. up. It was absolutely amazing. Home cooked, just like my mum used to make. Honestly, it made me think of my mum uh, when 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 I had that food. It was outstanding. That was only the medium. I didn't even go for the large. But I'll tell you, all afternoon, I had a couple of pints in the pub, just chat to the, uh, my mates afterwards. And I've sat on the sofa, I've drifted off, and I woke up at six o'clock and went, oh, Christ, i got the podcast to do. So <laughs> we better make this a bit of a lively one, a lively one. I understand people uh, this... look at the food on social media, me. What a life they must lead having to put a picture of their dinner on social media, eh? I might drop off to sleep in a minute. <laughs> finished? You finished? <laughs> yeah. 
Guys, listen, uh, we're going to get into the Man United game and then we're going to look at the Everton game. But before we do that, look, listen, I know it's not six minutes into the podcast yet, but it's just about uh, coming up to that sort of uh, time. Uh, there's some really, really sad news and all the clubs around the country have been uh, commemorating uh, this young young Arthur um, who sadly uh, was treated awfully by people. Um, uh, we talked about it briefly before we came on air and it, it makes us all sick to, to our stomachs um, about uh, how somebody could treat a child that way. Uh, but I thought that we should at least... Uh, do what all the other clubs do um, and and just commemorate and res respect the guy. Uh, sticking his picture up doesn't change anything. He doesn't do anything to, to bring the boy back. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah. Makes me want to cry, Ferg. Makes me want to cry. But to be honest with you, mate, I mean, I've given, it's hit me hard that, with, you know, I've got loads of young grandchildren and that, Ferg. But putting pictures up like that, mate, does help because it highlights it a little bit and it might make people that are thinking about mistreating their children, these sad, sad, well, they're not humans, that, that might possibly mistreat their children. It might make them think twice and it might make them search other avenues and to, to sort things out. So it does help, Fergus. Mate, it does. Seek some, help or, or, seek some help or, you know, it's yeah. awful to say, but give your kids away if needs be, you know. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Listen, um, we are going to talk about the Manchester United versus Arsenal game. It was on Amazon Prime. Um, it was 8.15, which is a really weird kickoff time. Um, weird for me at home even just to watch it. Uh, Trevor, you were there. Um, yeah, I was. What was the... What, what, you know, no consideration whatsoever on a Thursday night. And we, we'll talk about the fact that uh, uh, we're playing again tomorrow night against Everton in the Northwest. So no trains home for anybody, um, no. and then no trains home for anybody on Monday night. Uh, how was it up there? How were the how were our, our Arsenal faithful, and uh, what was the atmosphere like pre-game? Mate, they they were all right. The Arsenal fans, they they were loud. It wasn't the best atmosphere I've ever been in, but we they, they were loud and they made themselves heard and. Uh, it's always difficult in Old Trafford normally because there's so many, 70-odd thousand there and there's 3,000 of you, you know. But the Man United fans were, were strangely quiet for most of the game. They cheered a bit. You know, they got loud when, when Man United scored their goals and obviously when they won the game. And then they were only singing about Vieira because they're jealous they never had him. But I was proud of the Arsenal fans on Thursday night, Fergus, for more than one reason. They did sing up and sing loud. It's an horrible place to get into Manchester and get away from. It's not like they came out afterwards and jumped on the coaches and went home because there were no trace. There were still coach loads of Arsenal supporters in, Man in Manchester at midnight, stuck in traffic, trying to get away. Because there was old, there was Manchester Christmas markets going. The place was heaving. So I was very proud of the Arsenal fans that made their way up there on a school night. And... Uh, I'm still a bit baffled by our football. I know we're going to talk about it shortly, shortly though, but it's one of the most baffling Arsenal performances I have ever, ever seen, mate. Mem, did you manage to get to watch the game? Um, the team selection, we started off with Elneny starting over Lekonga. Uh, did you think putting Elneny on was a sensible decision in the sense of the way I viewed it? Um, was I thought they were just trying to be a bit pragmatic in in his tactics. Yeah, you know what you get with Ilneni. Um You know exactly what you're going to get from the man, really, basically. So, And probably the way he played last season potentially influenced his decision. 
Um, I wasn't too disappointed with 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 the lineup. Uh, I probably would have liked to have seen um, Tierney back in the team. Uh, I, I think Tavares has done really really well. I, I really do, but. Uh, I think we miss um, Tierney's leadership uh, um, uh, abilities at the back. He he's more vocal and um, is is a little bit more aggressive. I, I think he's a more pure defender in my opinion. But um, I wasn't too disappointed with the overall performance. I think we kind of like yeah gifted it to him to to, to a large degree. Don't don't, um, don't go into the full game. Uh, we're just all right. Okay, sorry mate. Trying to, you do this every time, you know. I can't yeah, man. sorry, mate. The lineup. Come on, oh, on the ninetieth <laughs> minute. That was. <laughs> Scotty, I wasn't Scotty, too um, disappointed with the with with the selection. One no, or two. Scotty, Scotty, uh, um, Mem makes a good point there about um, KT. Uh, were you happy with Tavares uh, starting? Tavares hasn't barred the Liverpool game. Uh, hasn't put a foot wrong. I thought he, he he's had a good game. And you know, if you're on form, why should you be dropped? Well, I don't think he did much wrong in the Liverpool game. To be honest with you, you know, he's still learning his trade. He's still coming into the UK and coming into the Premiership, and you know, playing in some really horrible weather in in circumstances, especially in the northwest and. It's not great and it's cold. You know, he's probably not used to that, but I think he's done really well. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> he's, you know, he has done all right. So I think, in all fairness, I think, yeah, he should have started the game over Tierney because you got to look at it in the sense of, yeah, he hasn't done really anything wrong. You know, he's made a couple of mistakes here well, and there, but who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, he, he did make some proper clangers against Liverpool in in the back pass and so not, on. And... Not, yeah, a couple maybe, yeah. But you know, he, he he kept Salah, who's what probably the the world's best winger, a right sided winger, in you know, you know, or Europe's best right sided winger, and yet uh, he kept him in his back pocket for the majority of the game. It's obviously. You know, Salah has got his quality. So, yeah, sooner or later, he's going to come unstuck against him like anybody would. But I don't think he did much wrong. Uh, we're having it's a domestic really in impressive. the chat. You're right. Having, having a domestic in the chat. Ross is uh, having a row with his wife. Uh, Ross, better place to have uh, have discussions uh, than I'm here. Uh, well done, Jenny. <laughs> is that a first on this podcast, Fergus? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, having, we're having a domestic. Yeah, we got oh, Gunnar Ross is telling his wife, Jenny Hogg, to make him a cup of coffee and be quiet. And uh, Jenny replied, okay, darling. I expect, uh, if, Jenny, if you do, just... Nice spit in his coffee and oh no, out. Fergus, behave yourself. <laughs> Kick him in the nuts or something. Tell him to make his own damn coffee. <laughs> um, right, so uh, let's let's look at this. Probably the the major talking point was the opening 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, we we quite more or less dominated the game, Come as uh, Hillsy oh. said. Um, we dominated uh, like we we quietened Old Trafford. Uh, and then there was, there was this freak goal. So right said Fred, as a right foot Fred, um, stood on De Gea's uh, foot and Smithrow came along and, and uh, scored a good goal. But a beautiful yeah, a volley, goal be... by the way. It was a beautiful volley. Yeah, it was, Mike. It was. Um, but did anybody think, watching on TV, uh, I'll go to you, Mike, first, um, did you think that VAR were desperately looking for a reason that they could disallow that goal? Uh, not necessarily, no. I think um, 
I just think it was taking its time because there was an injury to De Gea. I think more than anything, you know, uh, it was pretty clear to see that it was Fred who stood on his goalkeeper. I, I don't think they could have, they couldn't have made a, you know, the ref didn't blow his whistle. So at the end of the day, it's a goal. Uh, there's no mistakes about it. There's, I don't think they were trying desperately to get, you know, to to call it off and say it wasn't a goal. I think. Uh, I think just wondering why the ref was taking so long and De Gea was taking so long. You know, you could argue the fact if De Gea went off on a stretcher, you could argue possibly the goal might have been disallowed, but he wasn't. You know, he got up, he started walking. So, no, it was definitely 100% a goal. Um, and I don't think anyone was prepared to say otherwise in the game, you know, with VAR or the ref. I don't think there was even... It was, like I say, yeah, like Russ has said in the comments, blatant goal. So it's a, it's a case of there. Mem, Mem, what what did you make of it? You watched it on TV like me. Um, did you did you feel? I just felt like they were going for angle after angle. They were trying to see. I if, don't know. It was a bizarre one. Wasn't it? It, it, mm. it was. It really was an odd one. Let's face it. I had a I had a young lad at my door today. He noticed the badge, and it just so happened to be a Man U fan, and he mentioned this to me, and he was categorically no, it should not have stood. I said, but but what what did what did anyone in an Arsenal shirt do wrong? And he said, nothing, but our goalie was on the floor. It's, it was it was just a real bizarre one, but I think it was the right decision to give the goal. Yeah, it took a bit of time, but it was just the oddest goal ever, really, weren't it? Um, yeah. It, it was. It, it was. And I just felt like whether we're looking at... Um... Uh, the ref, if he was when he started to lift the whistle to his mouth, is exactly the point that Smith Rowe was about to hit the back of the net, um, and they were trying to see was that before he hit the ball or after he hit I the ball, know. and was I he going to blow for that. a foul or is, was he blown? I don't know. Is that he, not, was gonna, he, a, he could clearly see a it was natural gonna reaction goal, but... for a referee from a corner. He's like looking for something, but there was nothing there. There was no foul. It's not certainly not by from an mm. Arsenal player. So it, well, it was the right decision, but. It, it, and yeah, and Mike's right. Um, um, Emmy took the um, took took the shot ever so well. Took the body really well. Took it really good. You could argue Chris. had De Gea been stood up, he could have kind of like saved it quite easily. But his own player, he won. He was on the floor down. from his own yeah. player's fault. Yeah, it's a goal. So, mm. It is as it's harsh as it is for them. Had we considered a goal like that, we would have been gutted. It's a hard one to take, but it was the right mm. decision. Well, as you know, my brothers are Man United fans, and I'm on my um, nephew brother's uh, um, chat group, and they went as a goal. There's nothing. Trev, how was it in the, in, in the ground? Because that that's going to be a weird one to experience. Everyone's type of jumping up and going, "Oh, is it what it?" Yeah, I'm glad you remembered. I'm here, by the way. But yeah, Fergus, it was. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Trev, I didn't realise we had to talk to other people. No. <laughs> we'll just go. You know, I'll leave you to it, Trev. Welcome to the Trev show. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit here and watch, mate. It's not a problem. <laughs> I speak when I've spoken to now, Scunny. I don't butt in, mate. I speak when I've spoken to by our honourable leader, Fergus. But in all seriousness, boys, it was one of the strangest things I've ever experienced in all my years of watching football because we were down the other end of the ground, the away fans, and you could clearly see that there was no one near De Gea, but you couldn't see why he'd gone down. There was no Arsenal players near him. And firstly, Smith-Rowe deserves a bit of credit because Smith-Rowe just volleyed that ball in the back of the net, but he didn't think he'd scored. I don't know if the cameras stayed on Smith-Rowe on the telly, 
Um, I've not watched it back on the telly. I've, I'm just going from what I saw live. But Smith Rowe just stood there, turned round, and walked back towards the touchline to get a drink because he thought that the hay is down. What's going on? And then the bloke, I, I thought, what is happening here? And, and then the bloke behind me said, well, there was no one near De Gea, was there? And we said, no, there weren't. He said, well, it's not a foul then. The only thing they can do is give a goal. Mm. The only thing they can do, and he called it perfectly, this bloke. I don't know where he saw it as he did. But so credit to ESR, like Mike just said. And uh, shame on De Gea because someone trod on his toe. And he would only stayed down because he wanted the game stopped because Arsenal were attacking. If someone trod on his toe, he could have stood up and, and at worst limped on and probably saved that shot. So no sympathy at all for Man United, particularly no sympathy sympathy for De Gea. He was playing the game, thought he'd stay down to get the game stop. Smith Rowe read it brilliantly. And it wasn't until about, and it was a long time, wasn't it? Was it three, four, five yeah, minutes? Four, four, four or five minutes. And there wasn't even that much added on, yeah. No. And, and not one Arsenal player thought that was a goal until the ref went like that, VAR, and gave the goal. Then they all went, everyone went loopy, like, you know, as we would. But no, credit to credit to Arsenal. They didn't celebrate a goal. It, it kind of came credit. across that way on TV as well, you know, Trev. Yeah, and, you and were, Trev, it, it, it came across like that on TV. But it, you, you said, like, the, the Arsenal players actually stayed back and they didn't surround the referee, didn't hassle or harangue the referee. Not but as soon as he did award, uh, as soon as he did award the goal, all the Man United uh, players were around the referee, giving him a, a, like an earful. Uh, they, they, I thought it was just yeah. poor form by Man United, really. You could clearly see it. You could clearly see they all got around the referee. If I was one of them Man United players. I'd have been getting around to hey, me and saying, what are you doing? Someone's trod on your toe. Get up and play the game, you know? Mate, those days are over, mate. You know? Those days are over, mate. Quick no to say something to the ref, innit? Oh, easy. Yeah. And if we, yeah. we, Trev, myself and yourself, we talked about this. Uh, I was in the car uh, yesterday morning uh, picking up the, the sister-in-law because she came around and my mother-in-law came around that day had some Christmas drinks with my wife yesterday. And um, we were chatting about the game and how it went and when you got home and various bits and pieces. And um, we talked about the way that uh, we went 1-0 up. We dominated uh, that first 10, 15 minutes, whatever was the, 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 that goal. And then we just like went so deep. We were playing some good football, Trevor. We were passing the ball in triangles. We were keeping good possession. Even Party wasn't losing the ball too often. Um, but it, it just seemed that we went just dropped deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have ten seconds, and I'll let you boys that were watching it talk about it. Maybe put me right because there's a few things I said on social media after the game, and, and it, there seemed to be a different maybe a different viewpoint on telly, but I thought that as soon as we scored that goal, the way we'd been playing, I thought, oh, we, there's, a, there's a second coming quickly here because we're playing really well. And it was like someone flicks a switch. We turned off, we dropped off, we lost all of our all of our movement up the field and we went from playing blindingly well to absolute rubbish. And not rubbish, no, that's wrong. Not absolute rubbish. But we dropped. We 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 dropped a, a much lower standard. We were playing, and then what really annoyed me is as soon as Man United scored the equaliser, someone flicked the switch back on again, and we're up the field pressing again. It, that that was how I saw it. It was 
that's what I said at the start of the show. It was baffling. It baffled me greatly how we could go from different levels so quickly. And I don't know how you boys saw it on uh, uh, watching at home, but I couldn't work it out. It was very frustrating, Fergus. Mem, Mem, did did you could you see it from watching on TV? Because I actually agreed with Trev. I I saw it, and the guy I was watching it with had said, "Oh, we're dropping deep. We're getting so so deep." Um, it's probably the inexperience of our team to a degree, I suppose. But yeah, we started really well. Um, in in possession and out of possession, I thought we was right on the money. Um, we, we, were, we, were, we were forcing them up blind alleys. They didn't have anywhere to go. And it looked as if, yeah, sec- we, should, we could have potentially, you know, stretched the lead had we continued that way. I don't know why they started. The intensity did come off a bit, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't got the answer for that. Um, I'm sure Mikel on the side would have been wanting them to continue in the same vein. Um, I suppose I can only put that down to the inexperience of... Of, of the you know of the young team I suppose. Okay, so not being Scotty, ruthless um, enough. Scotty, men butted down to the inexperience of the players on the pitch, and we had some senior players and some young players on that pitch. Um, and I mean, this isn't going to be uh, you know a witch hunt one way or the other um, against players yeah. or against uh, management. But Scotty, did you? think the game management at that point was down to Arteta and and that his philosophy was right we've got a one nil lead we'll stick with it and do you think it was poor game management or do you think it was just inexperience with youth uh, look well you got to look at it from previous games that we've played you know we're very very intense in the first 20 25 minutes and then we think we seem to drop off it's just we you know it's that it's that saying that we have and I can't remember the saying I think it's like we cause our own problems when we do mm. stuff like that. You see, we're very intense in the first 20, 25 minutes in any game that we've played. And then we seem to just drop off constantly all the time. And this time, the problem that you've got is when you drop off so much, you're inviting pressure. And when you're constantly inviting pressure onto yourselves, you, you're going to end up losing a goal or something. You know, something's going to happen that you don't want to happen. Um, so. Would I put that down to the players? No, because I've seen it before in many other games. I'd probably put it down to the way we're coached, the way we're managed at the moment, and I think that's where the inexperience comes down to. You see, when you go, when you get something like a freak goal, like we did at the start of Man, Man, at Man United, and we was constantly at them. You know, they were there for the taking in the first twenty, twenty-five. You know, even in the first forty minutes, they were there for the taking. I just don't understand why when you get that sort of freak goal, you're one nil up. You don't when you when you can push at them and you know when you're pushing at them and you can see that they're very weak at the back, you carry on going for it. You don't sit there, you don't drop back, you go for it and see what you can get out of it. And then maybe look in the second half where we can go from there. So if you're two, three goals up it by the first half, you can drop back in the second half. You can let it go a little bit better. You can play the ball a bit more. But you can't do that 1-0 up away. Even at Old Trafford, no matter where you are, you can't do that away, especially especially at Old Trafford. Because look at the games that we've had there before. You know, And it's only, only till recently where we think to ourselves we can go to Old Trafford and get something from it. You know, uh, only in the last couple of years. And that's down to, mm. in some respect, yeah, Arteta is the catalyst for that because that was the first game we've lost at Manchester, uh, Manchester United in, in in his since he's been manager, I think. 
Yeah, that's. I think that's yeah, the first yeah, time right. we've lost yeah, against you're him. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're right. you know, so it's it, it's done. You know, it must that must have been coming down to the coaching and the way we've been managed to play this game. So that's where my issue with that comes down is, and then yes, I would blame the management over the players and the way we're coached. So it's the coaching management side of it rather than the players. But you, you can't knowing that Manchester United aren't playing very well. They're in between managers. They've got an interim manager in at the time. In Michael Carrick, you know, he's he went to Chelsea and got a draw. Fair enough, you know, good for you. Well done, well done. This is Arsenal now. We go at you, but we just didn't, and I, I just and that's what really annoyed me about that first half of the game. Yeah, Trev, your, your thoughts. Yeah. I've got Trev, a, your, your, your thoughts on that, and also Trev, Trev, while, while you're talking about that, can you? cover the equaliser as well with was El Nani at fault. So like just the game management and and and, and on that side of things as well. I'm, I'm sort of on the same wavelength as, as Mike, but I, I'm moving it away. I can't believe that Mikel Arteta would say to his team, we've gone one nil up in nine minutes, we're gonna sit back and defend that. Right? Especially not with that young side. I, I think that the way Mike's right about a lack of a lack of leadership, maybe, but I think the lack of leadership we've got is on the field, maybe not on the touchline. I we think that if we had a captain, well, we know that if we had a captain playing at centre half against Man United on Thursday night, you know, then it, it could, who knows, but it could have been a much different result because because we didn't have a leader on the field. I'm not going to keep on about Albama Young. We all know my thoughts on Albama Young. I, I, I get shocked every week when he's picked now. He's certainly not a leader, and that showed. I thought that showed greatly against Manchester United. As for the equaliser, Fergus, it had been coming. It had been coming for quite a while because um, we, our two midfielders, Party, gave the ball away. I lost count of the amount of times Party gave the ball away needlessly, and Party knew that he was the one thing that that, that, that I respected Party for. I wasn't happy with him, but he knew he was having a poor night. He kept on giving himself a whack on the head and he was playing bad balls. And he's, he I believe he's come out in the press afterwards and said, I need to up my standards at Arsenal. I need to pick this up. So I'm giving party some credit for that. Yeah. And then you've got El Nenny, right? El Nenny, I'll tell you now, tried his socks off on Thursday night. He, he tried his socks off, but he played to his level, boys. He played to yeah. his level. That's not the top level, yeah? No. And so we started losing the ball in the midfield a lot. And and you could sense Man United's confidence rising, yeah? And I can't remember exactly where the equaliser came. I know I know it was slid across and, 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 and it was and it was a tap-in, really. But I can't remember how that particular move broke down, Fergus. So I'm going to have to leave you to sort that out, mate, how that move broke down and gave the ball to Man United. Um, you know what? I I can't really recall it. I, I know one you know, of the goals was was a fantastic. We was really unlucky with the first goal. I felt sorry to interrupt, mate. Yeah, go on. I, I go think on. we was really unlucky with the first goal. Um, we, we were we, we nicked it from them. We was in possession, and then the ball goes out to uh, Tavares, and it, it, it's it's like a miscontrol. And from there, they just break on us, and we're out of you know we're at to a degree we're out of shape, and that's where the first goal comes from, and the entire. It did switch at that point, you know. Um, the entire game turned on its head because up until that point, I felt that we were playing them. Um, I thought we was playing a really good game and playing them off their own pitch. Um, was the timing? Uh, sorry, the timing sorry. Was, yeah, was... the naivety of it and the inexperience of it because the boy wants to bomb on and bomb on, and that's great. 
But when you make that error, um, was yeah, that the was uh, sorry, out of shape. Was that was the one? Was, that, was the uh, was the first goal? Was where he bombed forward to get an interception, then he passed it to Smith Rowe. Off. Was that the first one? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. Like, was that was that the first? Was that the their first goal? Was where he he bombed forward up the touchline, get an interception, yeah. played it to Smith yeah. Rowe, and then yeah. everyone else was just sort of stood there. So That's I don't it, sort I don't sort of blame Tavares as much as what everybody else did on there because he was going for it, he was making the interception, he was trying to get some sort of counter attack going. But I found a lot of the players that we had there, uh, you know, a lot of our players were just sort of stood there, just sort of watching what was going on. Right, oh, it was the second, it was Kai there, yeah, sorry, it was their second goal. So, but anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll save that. I'll save that conversation li- for the second li- goal. Listen, we'll 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 go into it because the, the timing of that uh, first goal and the equaliser was um, yeah. Bruno Fernandes uh, scored the first goal for United. Um, the the timing of that first goal was just really crap. It's just before half time, mm-hmm. but we did turn it back on again in that yeah. three or four minutes leading up to half time, and then we came out in the second half. And we had a go again, which is so counterintuitive in my head from where we were at nil-nil and up to to one-nil. Um, they scored uh, the second goal, Mike, which is the one that you're talking about. Go on, talk yeah. about that one. Yeah. Um, so where I was at is, is obviously I don't blame I don't blame Tavares as much as what I saw a lot of people doing for that. You know, like I was saying, a lot of a lot of our players were just sort of stood there. And not really doing more ball watching than anything else, you know. Because when you see Tavares going up, and when we do have the likes of Lukonga on the pitch, and I think even even at times when I, th- I think about Xhaka as well, when he sees a left back go forward, you'll always see Lukonga or even Xhaka move that way to the left to to make some cover. El Nenny was just sort of stood there, just in no man's land, just sort of stood watching. And sometimes I think to myself, when you when you know your left back is bombing forward or even your right back. There's always someone that moves into cover, be it Partey goes to the right, Xhaka, Lukonga goes to the left. And you always seem to see that in a lot of our, in, you know, in a lot of our games. But El Nenny was just sort of stood there. He was just stood there watching the ball and then he watched it go past him and then he started running. So that's, you know, I don't blame Tavares as much as probably what other people on that one. Therefore, I think a lot of people just caught, were just caught ball watching. From what they was doing, I think even Smith Rowe, I think he was wasn't expecting it so much. That's why he, when the pass came to him, he, he wasn't expecting it because I don't think he was expecting Tavares to grab it. And Trev, that 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 second goal when it went in, uh, where the Arsenal fans and Mike, you'll know because you were there last uh, 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 the last time that fans were there as well. Um, uh, where the Arsenal fans are situated is just above this, like a disabled area. Yeah. And there's reports in there's reports in um, the press of some. Uh, 12-year-old uh, ending up in a hospital because they got hit by a coin. But um, first of all, I can't see Arsenal fans uh, targeting disabled people with uh, coins and and kids as well with coins. But you did uh, recount to me that there was one man there that, you know... Yeah, it was a bit... I, I, I'm not condoning chucking things and eating 12-year-old kids. Um but it was it was it was strange because when the second goal went in, you know they've they got the big disabled part in front of the visiting fans at Old Trafford. It's a big area. One of these disabled Man United fans jumped out of his wheelchair, stood up and faced the Arsenal fans, and started. <laughs> Mike's nearly lost his lost his drink. There. Spat my drink out. There's so... his benefits gone. 
it's suddenly <laughs> gone from from being in a wheelchair to being up and dancing and he was flicking the Arsenal van the V's and the middle finger and calling them, you know, the rhymes of anchor. And he was stood there for some considerable time. And I'm thinking, are the stewards going to go and sit him down? Because he is inciting trouble. It's exactly what you don't want out of a football match, inciting trouble like that, right? And to be honest with you, if I'd have had half an house brick near me, and I'm not proud of myself <laughs> for this, I may well have lobbed it in his general direction. And what I'm saying is, maybe that's when this kid got hit with a coin. I don't know. But, but he wasn't helpful. But the, what? just to finish the story, as he still stood up about a minute and a half later, giving us the Vs and the middle finger, we come up this end and score and make it to all. So suddenly, his jaw, he stands there, his jaw drops, suddenly he's in the wheelchair again, right? And he got the, the, the response from the Arsenal fans that he probably incited. So I don't condone it, but... There's, an, there's always two sides to a little story, and I've just given the other side to a story there. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, the, I'm other pre- side, pre- the other side to his story is the DWP getting on his blower. We've caught you We've caught you at Old Trafford, sir, and yeah. you were stood up dancing around. <laughs> you told us you were confined to the wheelchair, sir. <laughs> Honestly, jumps up, mate, dancing around, giving us all the, all the signs. You, you know what they all are, every yeah. one of them. Yeah, the full repertoire, you know. <laughs> The thing that annoyed me about that, aside from the football, the thing that annoyed me about this guy got a picture of his his boy with a big thing on his head and has taken him off to A&E because the Arsenal fans had pelted him with pound coins or whatever. It's I've been to quite a few away games, Trev. You've been to more than more than you probably mean more away games than bloody Aubameyang has been for for Arsenal. And you know, you don't we work quite a good lot and I couldn't see that happening really it, uh, listen I've, it could do uh, could ever be since I've been going to away games I've been going for the last four years nearly probably nearly five years now and ever since I started going to I've only seen one one episode of trouble and that was at West Brom but I wasn't even there that day you know we I left early um I think it was either West Brom or Burnley um I'm not entirely sure I can't remember which which one it was but that's the only time I've ever seen or heard of any trouble from Arsenal fans uh, ever since I was going, and that was this season. So, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't an Arsenal fan that did it. You know, it could have well been. So, I, I you know, I, I can't comment because I don't know. Because this is the first time Listen, I haven't been to Trafford in was four, on, five years. It, it was on Twitter. It's got to be true. Um, Mem, well, obviously. Uh, t- <laughs> Mem 2-2, Odegaard scored a goal. Um, what did you make yeah. of that goal? Yeah, he took, he took the goal well enough. I thought we got, you know, it was, it was, good, it was a good play. It was a good build-up. It was exactly what we needed at, in, in the game at that time. Um, got us back into it. And, and we looked comfortable at that stage, didn't we? I, I, you know, I thought we was playing okay out of the two teams. We looked the more likely. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of myself and talk about the, what happened at the end. Uh, but, yeah, the poor, I, thought, I thought Odegaard had overall a better game. I know he made a shockingly bad decision uh, by diving in for the tackle. Uh, that resulted in the penalty, but I, 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 you can't tackle. Listen, anywhere on the pitch, you make a tack- tackle from from the side, from behind like that, and you don't get anywhere near the ball. It's it's, it's a given, and and it's Fred like, you know, and we got we got a sort of half decent goalie now. You you got to back your goalkeeper in that position, really. You can't all granted try and make it hard for him, but you can't be putting your feet in 
Um, especially when you're sort of behind him round the side. It's, 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 you know, the end result's not good. But overall, I thought Odegaard, I thought he had a more encouraging game. Uh, the guy's industry is always good. Yep. I he played what, a little so ball, mate. When it comes to Odegaard, you're so polite. Yeah. I, I, I think I, he's a really I, talented. I think he's a really talented boy, Ferg. I, I really do. He's just trying to get that talent out of him. He played a little ball near the end of the game that put Gabby through. Unfortunately, Gabby scuffed the shot. I felt he should have made De Gea work. On other days, he'd score. Yeah, I don't know if you guys recall a little dinky ball. And there's not a lot of players that would even see that pass, guys let alone be able to play it yet. It was only a tiny little ball, but it was a really cute you, bit of play. You know what? On, on Odegaard, I, I get and I see what people say that, you know, he's he's a young talent and he's like begoning and, 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 and you know, he will come good and everything else. But from what I've seen of, of him playing in an Arsenal shirt, I've seen him take some really great free kicks and score some goals. And I've seen him wave his arms around, calling for the ball and getting very frustrated when the play doesn't come off the way he wants. And I, I, I just... I, listen, I don't think he's a bad purchase in the sense that we paid 30, 40 million for a 21-year-old uh, Norwegian captain um, who, if we can get him going, we'll definitely get our money back and, and probably double it if we can get him going. Trev... I think you and me are in a similar camp. We're not totally convinced on the Odegaard uh, situation. And what did you make of the penalty uh, and the tackle? The tackle was just an attacker's tackle, wasn't it? His head drops too easy, Odegaard. He's all right when we're on top and and, and, and we're tappy-tippy-tapping the ball around. But what, I think when the yard, yards need to be put in, he's a different player and his head drops a bit. I'm sure I'm positive he's a decent player and, I'm posit and I want him to stay with us. But I honestly didn't, apart from the, 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 the parts of the game when we were on top against Man United, when, when, when we put ourselves under pressure and we needed to stand up and be counted, I didn't think Odegaard was there much to be seen. So, but he's young and he'll learn and hopefully he'll come back a better player. There's, there's other players in our team at the moment that I'm more worried about than Odegaard. But I'll, 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 just before I finish, one more sentence. I'll just put this out there. I know we're going to come to it later, but just so it's in your mind, Fergus, Odegaard wouldn't get in my team tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Mike, what did you make of Odegaard's uh, decision, his decision-making on that particular tackle? Um, are, are are you in the same camp as me and Trev that you're no, not overly convinced? No, I'm not. I, I honestly thought he had a quite a, a half-decent game, in all considering, in uh, Man United, to be honest with you. Um, he was trying a lot of things. And when you say he gets frustrated when the things don't go his way, I think I see that as a good sign, you know, that things not going his way. When, I get that. When you call him for the ball and stuff and it doesn't come to you, and when you know you're in a good position and you know you can do something with it and no one passes to you, I'd get frustrated if I was something if I was if I was Martin Erdogan, I'd get frustrated at that. I'd I'd be asking questions, why aren't you passing to me? I'm in a great position, I can flick it on, I can do, you know, you can make something happen. So yeah, so I agree with what he says, and uh, you know, I agree with what men were saying about it in as well. Um he is a good little player and he can do some really good tricks, and you know, we saw that with the goal. And we saw that with his little pass to, uh, to Martinelli. And we, we saw, you know, you were, see, you were seeing specks of that. And you not only that, we saw him 
we saw him trying to do stuff and trying to move Aubameyang on as well, you know, because Aubameyang was coming way too far back in that game for me uh, during that game. And, you know, you want that forward. You want him to be on... You want him to be on the shoulder of the def- the last defender. You don't want him to be where he were. And I think that's a lot of the things that, you know, you, that's going to frustrate someone like Martin Erdegaard. I was thinking, I, I, you know, I was, I was thinking back. Well. You what, sorry, say that again. I think he works hard, Mike. I think, yeah. I think he works really hard as well, Mike. Really hard. Mim, Mim answer Ma- uh, Matt's, um, Matt D'Souza's uh, question. Can you see Odegaard being like one matter? Uh, it's not for me. The jury's still out for him. Uh, doubt the opposition are over-concerned seeing his name on the team sheet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment, yeah. Listen, the boy's a work in progress. I'm not saying he's a finished article yet. What I can see in him, he's not been with us for very long, guys, yet. Um, he's just, I, I don't know. I just, I just think he's really talented. Um the trick now is 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 getting that talent out of him and getting him bossing games and expressing that talent on the pitch. Yeah. So um, the fellow that posted that, yeah, he's absolutely right. No, I wouldn't be that concerned about as seeing him as my opponent on the day because he's not done enough yet. But there are little snippets of play that I find really encouraging about the boy. Yeah. And and I don't think his head does drop. Yeah, Trev. Personally, I think he works really hard. I like his industry. Um, we just need to see more. And yeah, you're you're right. It's frustrating at I, the moment to watch him because things aren't coming off for him as as he'd like. I find he drifts in and out. I find he drifts in and out of the game. It, I know you're on um, the game that we got, saw. We've got a centre forward that's never in the game for a start. Okay. Ah, I'm 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 going to come yeah, on to him. Can I just can I just make a point? Can I just call out the 21 year old? Go on, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. I was just waiting till you finish just to make a point on that. You know, you know, you look at you look at Martin Erdegaard, Erdegaard. He's an attacking midfielder. We don't do that much attacking at Arsenal. No, in that sort of sense, we don't. We're not a very attacking team, considering we've got so much attacking talent in this team. We don't do a lot of attacking, so I, I can see where his frustrations are probably coming from. Do we? We're just too slow with the two. Yeah, we're just too slow with the ball moving the ball forward at times, and that's where Odegaard gets frustrated, and that's where that's where we ultimately end up giving Aubameyang, who is having a bit of a confidence issue at the moment. Uh, he gets little or no service in games, guys, and he's not having so, a good time. So, yeah, he's not a great footballer, Aubameyang. Okay, he used to so be man, a great man. finisher, but I don't know about man. that at the moment. On 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 the point of Aubameyang, then. So we're yeah. eleven minutes left. We're three two down. Um, what, what what do you do if you're Mikel Arteta? Do you take off um, uh, a, a proven striker, your captain, um, you know the guy who's on the pitch? Uh, yeah, we we see he's not in form. And do you introduce a young, youthful Eddie Nketiah who's already that week just announced that he's refusing to sign a contract and he wants to leave Arsenal? It's just modern day football that is, guys, isn't it? I mean, players is it, nearing the is end it? of their contract and not wanting to sign and extend. Most clubs still do play them. I don't know. I mean, yeah, proven goal scorer, but he was having a he was having an horrible game. Ferg Uber was struggling, man. It was like, where's all the power gone? Where's the sharpness? He just didn't. He looked. He, he just he, he looked really really down on his luck. Really really sort of like down on confidence myself. So. Yeah, I mean, and Ke- I don't know who else did we have on the bench. I, I don't know. Did we have any? L- Lacquer was already on, was he not? 
Who else? I mean, I don't know what to say about that, but well, Obama didn't do a great well, deal. The way, the way I see it Tra is, I think he made the wrong decision with that because, in all fairness, yes, he should have probably brought, not brought Enketi on. He should have taken Aubameyang off for Lacazette rather than, well... Um, oh, did he take... Yeah, he took he took Aubameyang off at the same time as uh, Martin Erdegaard, did he not? They yes. weird, weren't they? Yeah, they were a bit weird. Yeah, so uh, uh, Aubameyang and Erdegaard came off for Lacazette and Nketiah. You see, I probably would have left Erdegaard on and just taken Aubameyang off earlier on in the game. I was calling for him to come off at half-time, Aubameyang, because he's done nothing. He's done uh, nothing uh, since the start I of the season. that as well on the WhatsApp group. Um, in, straight away at half-time. In all fairness, I've been, I've been saying it for a long time, Mem. I think I started saying it halfway through last season. Aubameyang needs to be dropped. Aubameyang needs to sit on the bench. He needs to sort himself out. He needs to get his head right, or he needs to get his confidence back. He's not going to get confidence back if he's not playing well week in, week out. That's not going to get your confidence back. He's just going to get his head drop all the time. Um, I think he's been done for a long, long time now. I think he's been done from last season. And this season has just made it even worse. We need goals. We need someone to push forward, and we need to do that. If the goals aren't going to come from Aubameyang, we know the goals aren't going to come from Lacazette. The Lacazette could be that person who could feed on to your wingers and bring the wingers in more central when playing forward. The likes of Saka, ESR, we've got Martinelli. We know we can, we we can score goals. We've seen it. But he hasn't been playing that often. But we need to bring him on more because you know, we know we can score goals from the wing. And not only that, in some respects, even Pepe bringing him on as well. Um, obviously after everyone else, but we need to start making looking at something different rather than having Aubameyang as our central focal point to well, our attack. Does anyone see Martinelli as a number hang, nine? Hang, 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 no. hang, hang on. Um, before we go to that, uh, the, the fact that Pepe wasn't brought on ahead of Nketiah, he's, um, it, it, it speaks volumes that Pepe is soon for leaving. Trev, uh, as the oracle um, and the oldest man in the world, um uh, I, 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 <laughs> I ask you to 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 finish the debate on the Abamyang thing. Irish Mick and Irish Mick, uh, we thank you for all your comments on YouTube every every time you watch us, and and thanks for your support. Um, he thinks uh, Abamyang is a bit of a scapegoat. Uh, we're struggling to find goals uh, in this team, but a style of play, and that's what Mike was saying earlier. Uh, the style okay. of play we got. What, what what's your thoughts on that substitution at eleven minutes to go? Taking a, uh, a a striker off to put a another striker on that you know but, I don't know. But listen, right, the lads have made. I've listened to to Mike and Mem there, and they've they've made some some really good points. And I've I've listened, and it's interesting because the, when you take it right down to the basics, there's two two absolutely different views from two different sides. Of the fan base and both could be right. Some are saying that Albama Yang's unlucky, he doesn't get fed the ball enough. Some are saying that our midfielders are unlucky because they've not got a striker to play to. And you couldn't you could sort of see both of them things, but I, I I'm I'm of the, the view that no Albama Yang shouldn't have been substituted on 79 minutes because to be honest with you, Fergus, he shouldn't have started the game if we were going on form, right? I think we mentioned it on this podcast a long, long time ago now, and I can't remember who mentioned it, and, and it, they're totally right. Albama Yang isn't much of a footballer. He's a goal scorer, right? He's a goal scorer. And we had the feeling at the time that if his goals ever dried up, then he wasn't going to offer us a lot else, right? 
and I've no doubt that Albama Yang is trying. His, his energy levels seem high in a game, but he's not scoring goals, right? And it's highlighting his the rest of his footballing game or ability, if you want. So, I, no, I'm on. I don't. We haven't got a proper informed goal scorer in the club. People say put Lacazette in for Albama Yang. Lacazette's not a goal scorer, really. He's a striker scores your goal. He's not prolific. You know, we haven't got a prolific goal scorer. And Albama Yang, if nothing else, he shouldn't be captain. You know, if that might help him, you know. So there's two sides you're looking at, Fergus. But Albama Yang, in my view, shouldn't get in this side at the moment. And something else to talk about in a minute. He wouldn't be in my team tomorrow. Well, let's let's go and look at that game against Everton tomorrow. And uh, what do you think of my ni uh, nice new background? I've just just been playing with some stuff on. Nah, there. Okay. no, not for I me. Don't mate. like it. Nah, do you uh, know I'll take it off then. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Going on. Yeah, I like that. A question for for our viewers and people who listen: uh, Who do you reckon is older? Trev or Gunasaurus? <laughs> Answers on a postcard. You can email us at. <laughs> what worries me most, boys? You know what worries me most? I miss you to drive a cuddle Gunasaurus than me now. So, you know, it's a little I bit. Understand. <laughs> un understandable, Trev. Understandable. Well, it's in all fairness, mate, you do look like you're in a basement trying to make Frankenstein, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brown. Doc Brown. I'm in my boudoir. Your boudoir? Your boudoir. Have you got a DeLorean in your garage, mate? Trying yeah. to make the flux capacitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep with me. Hey, listen. I can't do nothing with it, boys. It's doing me heading. Oh. Hey, uh, sorry, uh, Arnie. Uh, you might be blocked oh, soon. Oh, I'm not older. Arnie is in Iceland, uh, I believe. Um, hello, Arnie. And we've also got a new uh, watcher, uh, uh, which is Nathaniel. Oh, wicked. Uh, and he's in Brazil. In Brazil. So, hello, mate. Uh, I bet you're a little I'm bit warmer sorry. than us. <laughs> so, we, we're going to talk about the Everton game. Uh, Trev, you come along, so you wouldn't have uh, Odegaard. You wouldn't have Aubameyang. No. So, who uh, who is your lineup? So, I, I assume Ramsdale in goal. I would make three changes from Thursday. Go on. I'd bring Laconga back for El Nenny. Yeah. I'd bring Saka and Lacquer in for Odegaard and Alba. Right. But what I'd do is I'd still let Lacquer play in the 10 role and I'd play Martinelli through the middle. We're not sure if Martinelli can play through the middle. Who knows? But as we've said over and over again, he ain't going to be any worse, is he? And he's going to be a nope. little bit of a change. And is he going to liven it? Because we need lifting. So, yeah, I would play Martinelli up front through the middle, Lacquer just behind him, and I'd been spring Saka in, um, and Odegaard and Aubameyang would give up up front, and I'd swap El Nenny for, uh, for the Conga. Don't forget uh, Everton, a different gravy as well, you know. And uh, although it's not the best Man United side I've ever seen, but that's what infuriates me, boys. We lost to Man United. You know what, no, 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 no. The, the, the thing was, Man United are 10 men of average and one unusual freak that is Cristiano Ronaldo. And I, I, I only, oh, mate, I, don't I'm say his name on here. Dis 
I'm going to slightly disagree with you there. I think we got undone by two very, very, very good players. In one is Cristiano oh. Ronaldo and two oh. Bruno Fernandes. I think they're the, the reasons player. why yeah, no, I, we I, came undone. He was the player on the pitch. The latter was the player on the pitch. Right, Fernandes. Mm. He was. Right, okay. Mem, you asked the question and I cut you off at the time and you asked mm. the question, can Martinelli make a nine? Oh, um, yeah. And, yeah. and, and well, uh, Trevor's just... Guys. Was, yeah, yeah Trev, so Trevor would play just... him, but Mike, Mike's not so, quite so keen oh, oh, on him stop, as a number stop, nine. Stop, stop, stop. 34 right. degrees in, 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 oh. in Brazil. It's very <laughs> hot. Mate, how can we how can we block him? Because that's that's not fair. We're sitting here in like you know three degrees. We're not <laughs> gonna block him. <laughs> Be nice. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> anyway, at 34 degrees as an Irishman, that's uh, way too hot for me. Once it goes over 28, I'm done. Uh, Mem, sorry, I I went over you. Um, um you heard what Trev said with the lineups. Number nine. Martinelli has a number nine. Um. Um, he played there a few, you know, when that first, you know, his breakout season, his first season with us, I think it was in the League Cup. I think he played a few games through the middle and done okay. Um, I just think the guy is just, he's, he's effervescent, isn't he? He's, he's all over the place. He's non stop. He's busy constantly uh, with the ball, without the ball. He's always trying to make things happen. And I think, as Trev, Trev sort of mentioned, I don't think he can do much worse than a bamming at the moment. I, I, it just, Elba looks like he's running in quicksand, man. He's just, everything looks hard and draining for him at the moment. And, and the lads are right. You maybe need to take him out of the firing line in the hope that he rediscovers his goal-scoring form because he ain't a great footballer and he seems to have lost his power at the moment. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Martinelli... Um, at the tip of the sword, like right up top, personally, um, especially against an Everton team that have been, um, I don't think they're having the best of times themselves at the moment, but I definitely would like to see KT back at left back. And that's not saying that Tavares has done anything wrong, OK? Um, I, I think he's been really impressive. I just think we need, I just it's a must-win game for us, and I just feel um, we need all our best players on the pitch. Uh, and I think, I think KT will be chomping at the bit by now to get out there and, and just, just reclaim his spot. Um, so, yeah, I'd go with that. I do like the centre-back pairing. And Tommy Asif, for me, so many ups. We've gone so, so many levels up in, in this boy as our right-back from, from what was before. Um, it's great. Um, and yeah, the goalie's just, it's just fantastic. So, yeah, that's what I would personally do. And definitely bring Lukonga and Pharrell Nini because... Yeah, and then he's gonna, you know what you're going to get from him. Unfortunately, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any, it's, it's no longer enough for our team. Scunny, uh, Lakonga on for El Nini. There's talk of Shaka being available for this game. If Shaka is available, you know Arteta. He's got news on Arteta. You know he'll play. Possibly, you don't know though, do we? Um, no, but I would, I'd definitely bring in Lakonga back in for El Nini. I think. Um... He, you know, he is, he has makes mistakes and stuff like that, but I think the more he plays, the he's going to play out, that's going to play out of him a lot better. Uh, so yeah, I'd definitely bring on Lukonga. Uh, I'd bring in Saka on the right hand side, um, to replace, well, who was on the right hand side with, well, to go, yeah, to go with Martinelli, but I'd put my, I'd put Martinelli on the left. I don't see Martinelli as a forward, he's too erratic and he causes way too much chaos. You need that as a winger. 
And when you see him play off the wing, he can cause some absolute chaos to defenders. And he's, like I say, he's very erratic and they don't know what he's doing half the time. I don't even think the kid knows what he's doing half the time, but it always seems to play off for him. And this is why I like him as a, I like him as a, a, a winger over than I would do a forward. But he seemed to he seemed to play more central when we saw him at Newcastle the other week uh, at the Emirates. Mike, he, 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 he does come in. Yeah, he does come in. Don't get me wrong, he does come in. But when you're when you're looking for someone to take on, you know, defenders and stuff like that, and you see him go against, you know, left backs and right backs at opposite teams, it, it just causes absolute chaos and issues for him. And playing with someone like Kate with Tierney behind him. Um, I think that that would be better than having Tavares behind him, if I'm being honest, because I think it be it be it suit them more. We've we've seen them together before, and it suits them better. Um, having a more of a defensive player in KT than having Tavares, who can bomb up the field a lot more, it suits having someone like that behind him. Um, so yeah, that's the only other change I'd got is put KT in over Tavares, like like everyone else has said. Not that he's done anything wrong. I just think like it, it, you know, it's time for Katie to come back and show what he can do, and you know, maybe push Tavares out a little bit and bring in himself because, you know, I think someone mentioned it in the chat earlier on. Someone needs to take over this captaincy, and I think the main candidate for that at the moment is going to be someone like Kieran Tierney, uh, because someone needs to take over this captaincy from Abamyang now. And I think, uh, as, as I've said before about Abamyang, I won't go back into it. He needs he needs to be dropped. So. The next best thing yeah. for me as a captain in our squad would be Tierney. Ferg, yeah, nice can I ask one question, mate? Go on, Thanks, Ferg. You're such a gentleman. Um, You're so old. How do, we, on, how do we fit... What We we need to fit Tierney and Tavares in the team. It'd work as a back five. Best players... You, they're both in our eleven best players. We, yeah, and, they, and and you're right, Mike. That's the only way I could see, mate, is by going to a back five. But going to a back five sort of upsets the apple cart a bit because as a back mm. four, we ain't been doing bad, have we? So it's a bit of a bloody conundrum, isn't it? I want to see them both somehow playing the side, you know. Um, but I know unless we go to a back five, it's it's, it's hard. It's not yeah, really gonna... it would it would Tra- work in a back five, but you've also got that that problem aren't you if say for instance one of them goes injured or even both go injured we've not got that left-sided left back have we that's the we issue have. that we've got we have well they both go off injured Kalaz- oh god no it's been a long time since we've <laughs> we've had a discussion about two two uh, uh, fullbacks that playing in the same position and argue over which one you'd have in and which one you hadn't can we get them both on the team so but it's you, really you know encouraging what, yeah you know, yes, you know what's discouraging nice, yeah. and disparaging a little bit is, and 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 there's a couple of people in the chat that have said stuff as well. Tavares has been getting pelters uh, after the Liverpool game, and he got uh, some pelters against Man United. You know, players are going to make a mistake here and there, and players aren't going to be perfect every time. Um, K- I, KT I has made I, his mistakes, so and you of course know, he has. Yeah. You know, there's you've also look at got to look at Gabriel and Ben White. Ben White has made some howlers this season. You know, he's made some yeah. mistakes. May not always cost a goal, but he has made some mistakes. So we do have players that do make mistakes, and I think everyone is. End of the day, look, you got to look at it this way: they're only Cubans. So sooner or later, someone's going to make a mistake. I think he's been really impressive, young Ben White, since he's been there. And um, if you're talking about if you're talking about not playing <laughs> Uber uh, um, uh, tomorrow night and, and making a different captain, 
I wouldn't argue with Ben White being given the captain's armband from what I've seen from him so far. Folks, stick with you it. Know Let's what the captains. Folks, no, stick no, with no, no, that's exactly, that is exactly, that is my question on here. Who is your captain? Would you oh. go Ben White? <laughs> Would you go KT? Would you go Gabrielle? Do you go forward? For, who, who is your captain? Mem, go on. Who's your captain and why? Ben White. Why? Massively impressed by the lad. Like Mike said, yeah, he's made some errors. He's, especially after that first game, I thought, oh my God, what have we got? What, what, what we bought ourselves here? But, um, I, I think he looks he looks a player. I, I think he's going to be a fine player for us. Um, you could argue Gabriel, but then is there a language barrier there? And the only other one for me would be KT. So, yeah, one of those two. Mike, who would be your captain? I think you'd type a hint to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. My cap- my, well, my captain would be uh, definitely KT because I think he's very vocal and I can see him coming across is being one of the people that will he will hold you hold you to account if you've done anything wrong and I can see him being that type of person to hold people to account um and obviously drive on the team as well because we've seen him do that in before we've seen him try and drive the team I've you know I've watched him when we've been to away games you can see him his his hand movements his gestures to try and push the team forward and trying to make something happen it does you know he does do it um with other than that, I could probably see maybe Gabriel over Ben White because I think him. I don't think there's much of a language barrier there with Gabriel anymore. Um, but God, does he kick off <laughs> when when he does so want to kick off? Yeah, Wicked. and I like yeah. that. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Trev, um, who would you have as a captain? Are you with uh, C Osborne? Would you have yeah. Shaka as your captain? You know what? He took the words out of me. He took the words yeah, out of me. Granite Jacket. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and honestly, for me, at, at the moment, going on current form and the way we've been and looking at people's body language and, and how they act, Gabriel's the only way to go for me. He's the only mm. way to go for me, Gabriel. At the moment, you know, Tierney's mm. been out injured. I think Ben White is maybe just a little bit too young. Um, and and so I'll, and I love a defender as a captain, me. I love a central defender as a captain. You only got to think about Arsenal captains of the past, you know, central defenders, and it, you smile because it makes you happy thinking about them. So, oh. I, I, yeah, Gabriel for me, Gabriel, absolutely, Gabriel. I, I, I'd I'd have to have uh, have to agree. I, I I'd go Gabriel, and the, and the one I, I why I go Gabby is um, the performance and the leadership he showed against Burnley in particular way. One of the first games I saw Arsenal shoulder that we had a pair of cojones. You see, that's swearing in Spanish, so it's okay. Um, so, uh, and 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 he was a, a, a talking to the ref. He was he was like, you know, standing up for his players. And I like a defender, as you said, uh, to be um, uh, to be to be uh, a captain. I don't agree. I never agreed with Thierry Henry being captain. Don't agree with anybody past the midfield being a captain. But also some of the guys, uh, Nathaniel and uh, Kai, um, put in there that they want uh, Ram- uh, Ramsdale to be captain. I, I'm not keen on a keeper being captain either. That's the only reason why you wouldn't pick the boy because he's got all the personality in the world to be the, the captain Absolutely. of the Arsenal. He really is. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Find the, the, the season. Fire the, the season. Need... Fire nobody. 
I'm gobsmacked. The captain needs to be able to move around the pitch and pass on the message. I don't know if any of you guys watched um, the West Ham Chelsea game, and um, I watched it uh, in in my local pub. No, mate, West I'm an Ham. Arsenal fan. Well said, yeah, Mike. Arsenal. Well said. Arsenal, <laughs> well said, Arsenal weren't playing yet. Arsenal weren't playing yesterday, so I, I watched it. And that's why I didn't watch it. Wait for the name drop. There's a name drop coming. I went to watch West Ham with my mate. Here it comes. Q uh, Fergus. <laughs> he he was he would have been at, he would have been at the stadium. <laughs> I was sat in the pub with him having a drink. No, no, no. I was, I was sitting with my mates, okay? And um watching and, and <laughs> what you've got mates? Deck... I do only have two. I've only got two, and Trev's Trev's just rented for the weekend. <laughs> um I was I, I hope uh, he De- De- Declan Rice, you said, yeah, Kai, I did get it right, and I've said it several times, Declan, not Damien. Um, so Declan Don't Rice like, oh. uh, gets a little message come through, but he's he's proper captain material, and he just sends the message around to the team, and that's a midfield player, and that's why I feel an outfield player needs to be, he can talk to the forwards, he can talk to the defence, so it needs to be a defender or, or a midfielder that can get that, that, that message across. Um and no, uh, my mate wasn't there. He was he was doing his job. <laughs> Mind you, mate, a lot of goalies nowadays play a sweeper keepers, don't they? So you could argue that he's going outfield, isn't he? Anyway, isn't he? But yeah, they're, they're I love doing the guy. Right. Right. Oh, Round right. robin uh, predictions, uh, Trev. Prediction for tomorrow, four 0 For tomorrow, um, no, I think that will. I think it's going to be two 0 to the Arsenal. Okay. Scunny? Yeah, I was going to say the same 2 0. Mem? Yeah, must win. Got to bounce back. Don't really see us scoring too many more than two in a game at the moment at best. So, yeah, 2 0. I'd go with us. Grab, grab that with both hands. I, I, I'm going to go um, I'm going to go 3 0. Um, uh, simply because I, I think our defence is strong. Um, if only we can get somebody to start scoring goals. I, I definitely think we'll keep a clean sheet. Because I think in the main we've been keeping clean sheets, but I'm on a WhatsApp group, um, and somebody said it's a must-win game to stop the rot. What, what rot? rot? Man? We lost one game. Look, the way I see it is, I know, I know, I know no, no one can. I, was anyone really in this room here talking to you a lot here? Was we expecting a lot this season? At the start of the season, was we expecting a lot? Be six, honest. Six would have been six, six would have been Trev, a really good result. Fifth or Trev, sixth. Was you was you expecting a lot this season? I know you wanted the prem, but what you know? Let's, I'm trying to be realistic. I've, my expectation is for this season that we would finish above eighth, Michael. Yeah, and Mem. My expectations this season, yeah, I'm I'm quite optimistic sort of guy, individual anyway. But realistically, to finish above Spurs this season would is, is all I want this season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're. That's where I'm at. And we're currently what fifth? Who are they sixth? Yeah. No, we're the seventh sixth. now, mate. Oh, Man U and Spurs yes. have jumped us now. Yeah. Uh, no, Man U was still behind us, weren't they? No, mate, they won. They won, didn't they? they no, they got been be Oh, they've won again today. Yeah, so yeah, they've got they're on top. Of, oh, we're right. seventh, lads. Got right, so we're seventh at the minute. Right, right. We're, we're seventh yeah. with very little points between us, fourth. You know, up until is it the top? 10, I think it is. There's very few points between them. Yeah, it's yeah, very we're tight. four points behind West Ham with a game in hand. Yeah. As it stands. So, 
did any of you expect us to be where we are at now? Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping we were. We were the, yeah, we're you hope right you you think you think the best, but you were. Mike, you know, Mike, if, I, if I'm being I'll realistic, be, be realistic, I was expecting us what? to be hanging around the tenth mark. Right at this moment in time, okay. I was expecting okay. us to be hanging around that tenth spot. Okay. Even I was expecting oh. that. I wasn't expecting I a lot from this season. Now. Over, over the previous we season. season. Yeah, yeah, over the previous seasons that like we've seen, yeah. and the way yes, we've we brought in new talent. I wasn't expecting the new talent to be a lot of them anyway, to be as good as what they are right now and expecting to hit it off straight away as they did. So yeah, not a lot of us expected to be what where we are now, seventh barring, you know, if we get a win tomorrow, what are we gonna be back up to fifth? Fifth, yeah. Yeah, if we win tomorrow. No one's yeah. no one was expecting that. So as much as I hate to say it, yes, I like to see us doing well. I want to see us doing well. And You've just got to take it as it comes. Just enjoy what we're doing. Enjoy Agreed. that we're fifth. Stop. I hate this going around at the minute now. Is and I, you know, I was I was horrible for it last season about us being where we were and everything else. And you know, I got myself into a right state about it. And you know, I got fed up of football towards the end of last season. I got fed up of everything. But the way I see it now is I'm taking it game by game. So let's just take it game by game. Enjoy the game. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. We lose as a team. We lose as supporters, and we lose as a team of supporters. Let's just let's just enjoy it while we can. We're not here to. We're not. You know, it's no one expected us to be where we are. No one is expecting us to be challenging for fourth before Christmas. So let's just enjoy it and let's crack on with it and just get behind the team a little bit. You know, you still I, got. I, I, I know, I know, Hoggy and Guna Russ, who's in there. I know he's expect. I know what he's like. He's a nightmare. So I'll leave him to it. But yeah, we will lose ten plus games this season. Yeah, we will. Listen. Who cares though? No one's expecting us to win the Premiership. Let's. I mean, we're going to win though. Forget it. about how many games we're going to lose. Let's count the ones that we're going to win and see where we go. I, I like what you said about game by game, Mike. Yeah, hundred percent behind you with that, and and it's good. We're seeing progress, and it looks so encouraging. So. Yeah, well said. Who expected Scunny. us? You know, at the start of the season, who was expecting us to go to Old Trafford and all right, yeah, we lost three two. But who had expected us at the start of the season to go in with a bit of a fight at Old Trafford? Nobody. It's... Uh, Irish Mick, um, our predictions are a lot of heart, but uh, and yeah, you are right. Everton is a different place, uh, difficult place mm. for us to traditionally go. But I think Everton are in a bad place right now, and I think we're in a slightly better place. Hence, why I think we'd win. Otherwise, I probably would have gone for a draw. Um, listen, uh, Mike, we're 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 in very many mutual WhatsApp groups with Gunnar Ross and with with other people and. Uh, all got various uh, opinions and so on. But what you just said a minute ago was absolutely spot on. Uh, who cares who the manager is? Who cares whatever? I enjoy I enjoy this. I enjoy uh, supporting the Arsenal. I enjoy seeing my mates and having days out like we did last weekend, Mem. Um, although I wasn't in my best form. But, um, um, but it, it is about... Win, lose, or draw, you know, we support the Arsenal through thick and thin. And if we end up being relegated into the Championship, which is not going to happen, it doesn't matter. I'll still be an Arsenal supporter. It doesn't matter. I am an Arsenal fan. And all the bitching and moaning and negativity and getting yourselves down and getting yourselves worked up. I, I read some of this stuff. 
hence why they're mostly on mute. I read some of this stuff and it just gives me a headache. It's mm. negativity that you don't need to give yourself. And Scotty, I spoke to you privately about it and you just I'm only mentioning it because you you brought it up here yeah. that it got you down last year and well I was and, doing and, my own podcast you know I was I was doing my own podcast on my own show um and you know as, as you know sometimes it's a bit of a grind when you do it week in week out it can be a bit Jesus. of a grind and yeah. especially when your team is con you know you're not playing well as a team and you're watching your team and everything else it gets a bit of a grind and everything that so and you know it's just, it's just the way it is it's sometimes it's the way it is and you know, it just wasn't really for me at the time doing it and everything else. And obviously, it got it got to me a bit, and it it does get to you. And you don't want your team to lose. You don't. Nobody does. You don't want you you want to see your team do well. So when you do, when you're not seeing them do very well, it, it does put you down a little bit. And I was going to the away games as well last season. Um, uh, when not last season, the season before. Yeah, yeah, the season before and everything. So. You know, when we was allowed back in, you know, we, I was going to the games again. So it's a case of obviously, yeah, it just it it does grind you down. It does get to you, um, but it's just the way it is. You know, you've just got to get on with it. So now, I, like I say, I told like like we said a minute, like you said a minute ago, Fergus, that um, you know we did speak privately. I just take it game by game. Now I'm not expecting a lot. I'm not expecting anything really, as long as we do well. You know, I'd like us to see us do well. I predicted that we'll probably be eighth again this season. But to see us, sorry, excuse me, bordering bordering fifth, we, you know, if we win tomorrow, we go fifth. That's that's great for me because it's higher than what I was expecting. It's so, progress. Yeah, you can only, yeah, exactly. It's progress. Exactly. And I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who said fair play, Mike, and everyone else in the chat, you know, saying Scunny and stuff. So, yeah, it's nice. And <clears throat> what I will comment on just quick before you go, Fergus, is Trevor Trevel has seen it as well. The away fans at the moment, Trevor, fantastic, aren't they? It's the loudest I've heard of him for a long time. And it, it's great when you're out. And you'll know as well, Fergus, because you was there at Leicester. Um, it, it's fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic, the away fans at the moment. You see... I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Leeds on, on the 18th. Go on, Trev. No, Fergus, I wasn't going to butt in, mate, because this is it's really nice to hear Mike talking in that way. And, and it is a fact that, you know, when we got beaten by Manchester United on Thursday, the first thing that came into my mind was, I'm not going to pick on anyone. The first thing that came into my mind was, we play Everton on Monday, let's bounce back and let's beat Everton. Right? Now, we've spoken about, we've spoken about lots of players tonight and the manager, right? But we've not really been, we've, we've, we've said it how we think in a, in a nice structured way. Maybe that's why we don't get so many followers on this show, Fergus, because we're fans and we, you know, we, we we get a defeat, we talk about the game, we don't call for anyone's head really or really get heavy on them. We think about the next game because we like watching the football, you know. So, Mike, I agree, I agree with what Mike just said. It's <clears throat> the expectations weren't high. My my hopes rather than expectations that we were that we would finish above eighth. And I'd love I'd love us to get back into Europe. And apart from that, I can see improvement. You know, Mike mentioned Liverpool away and Man United away. It's in previous seasons, I've gone to Liverpool away and I've gone to Man United away full of dread. I've not wanted to go. This year, although we got beaten 4 0 at Liverpool and, and we got narrowly beaten at Man United, I wasn't full of dread and worried before them games. Even after the game against Liverpool, I could see enough good points, i.e., from the first 40 minutes of the game, 
to make me think, because Mike just said, yeah, we are an improving side, you know. So Mike's right. You know, we get beaten. We talk about the game. We call players a little bit if they've been playing poorly. We call Arteta if we think he's made a wrong choice. But that's it. We're football fans. We come back next week and we watch the football and we want Arsenal to win again. And one more point for me before I shut up for the night. Jenny Hogg, it's been lovely having you on here tonight commenting. You're so much more interesting than your other half, Russ. All right? <laughs> that's all you're getting from me tonight. And, and it's a happy anniversary to Guna Ross and Jenny Hogg. Uh, uh, may you have many more uh, happy years together. Jenny, I don't know how you have happy years with that fella. Bloody hell. <laughs> you, mu uh, you must have good earplugs because, Christ, he deafens me when he sings <laughs> at the Arsenal. You can uh, talk. Boys. You can bloody talk. <laughs> <laughs> I to move, I've actually had to move away from you, Fergus, at a game. <laughs> I've actually had to move away from you. Unbelievable. And you got you got Ben Bennett coming behind beside you for the Southampton game. Oh my Yeah, he's Lord. got Johnny C. Oh brilliant. <laughs> oh brilliant. Yeah. You're gonna have fun, that's mate. Why I, that's why I was giggling and said, Oh, Trevor loved that, the old man, you know, who's sitting there with a zimmer frame and is it is he you know, his earplugs in. Yeah. There oh, we go. <laughs> it's all right. I I've taken my son for the first time this season. Um He's been going to the Arsenal away games and stuff with me. Yeah, and to the games Lester, I can get him there. You saw him at Leicester and you, I think you saw him at the Man City. City game. Yeah. Yeah. But during the Leicester game, it was brilliant because it was the first time I've ever seen him starting singing up. <laughs> it was great. So it's nice. It's nice to see. And I, I love it. I love being, I love going to the away games because it's the only ones I can really get to. I don't get to home games as much as I really want it to. But, you know, it's the way it is with the, the way it is. So going to away games, taking my lads, I love it. It's brilliant. Do you know what, Mike? I owe you an apology because I didn't answer. I waffled on for about five minutes. So I didn't answer your question. <laughs> yes, there That's is me. a noticeable difference in in the away fans this year and their enthusiasm mm. and their chanting yeah. and the general feeling within the fan base, you know, mm. very positive. <clears throat> but I'm telling you now, right, that is partly the fans, but that is partly because we've now got players, Ramsdale, <clears throat> Gabriel, uh, Smith Rowe, Saka, I, I can name them all, that make mm. you want to watch our side play football. Because when they play well, there's none better. You know, so the fans are going... Nick Arteta, the best-looking Spanish I know. <laughs> yeah, well, see, you, you've changed the subject now. We could go off on a tangent here, Fergus. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to get to a close, but I, I do agree. The away fans have been outstanding this year. And also, there has to be a shout out for the home fans in most games. Uh, some of the, like the 12, 13, and so on, is a little bit hard work at the start. Uh, but uh, the home fans, Mem hasn't been going, years, now, didn't and, it? Did get yeah, going. Yeah, it did, did get going. And, yeah, and, yeah, it and, got and, going. And it, the, the Emirates does have a bit of atmosphere and noise about it. Mem, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, Thanks for having love us. Love the Good picture of the doggy in the background. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at, at Russ. He's got his last comment, Fergus. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's phone has died. She can't speak. <laughs> she can't speak. more sense now. <laughs> right uh, Scunny thanks very much really enjoyed your input and uh, uh, we'll see you down here hopefully soon if not are you you're trying to get I know Jamie's trying to sort out tickets for Leeds uh, yeah so I'm trying finished. to go to Leeds but you know if I can get I can get if I can't I can't it's the way it is it's the way oh, it works yeah uh, there'll, there'll be Trev another game coming along 
Trev, I'll see you on Saturday. Um, we'll have to figure out what pub we're starting off in. I'll tell you what, the, 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 pub, the pub we need to always promote, because they always like and share our Instagrams when we come along and say we're doing this, is the Woodbine. The Woodbine always come along. Every time I post up something up, they always like and share it. So um, yeah, the Woodbine's got a great pint of Guinness. Great it pub. It's packed. Brilliant, Boozer. But you go in there. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> Where did you take me last week, Ferg? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we went to the Woodbine and we had to leave because they only had two staff and then we went to the Arsenal uh, Tavern. Okay. Uh, and that was all right. We had just had the one pint. So I don't think I've, bar not drinking at all, I don't think I was ever more sober going to the football. I refuse to drink that crap to serve up in, in the Arsenal at £6.20. It yeah. is awful. Absolutely yeah, awful. Hey, right. uh, three o'clock kickoff next Saturday. Three o'clock Saturday. It's a rare one. We're going to enjoy it, son. How cool that is! You won't uh, believe Trev, it. We're not Trev. in Europe anymore, and this is going to what? Is that a second, second or third three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday? How, exactly. How's that work? Yeah. yeah, because people want to see the Arsenal on telly. Um, well, three o'clock, three o'clock uh, kickoff. So it's definitely a piss up. Then you got West Ham midweek. I'm going out with your brothers. I won't be drinking, oh. Don. If you're watching, not even. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on, he's on that um, malt drink. You know, they, it looks quite dark. It's that malt drink, drink, isn't it? That's what he's he on. Drinking. Bovril, mate. Um, That's what he's on. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bovril with a white head on it, but it's cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bovril with a bit of cream tea. top. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. We got we got, we got um, Southampton. We got West Ham. Then away to Leeds. I've got a whole week effectively on the piss, guys. It's been great watching you. I was trying to stick to an hour. I told the wife I'd definitely be down. An oh hour. wow! It's an hour and twenty. Um, up the Arsenal you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too 